Good morning, International Christian Fellowship, Rome and online campus. Pastor Jennifer here. I am so excited. It is summer in Italy and it is summer, maybe winter, wherever you're watching from on your continent. But today I want you to lean into the worship. I want you to lean into the ministry of the word. We truly are complete in Jesus Christ. So I want you to have a fabulous service Wherever you are, if you can, stand up. Worship with the worship team. Say to the Lord, God, I want you to speak to my life today, and I know he will. Let's have a wonderful service together. Jacqueline, will you come? You know, um, this is my firstborn daughter, Jacqueline. You guys have heard me talk about her a lot. <laughs> and I'm just going to pull this down right there. Um, you know... God has used Jacqueline in our family. She's, she's Dr. Jacqueline Paletta with her law degree and all of the work that she does in so many different levels, community and federal level in America. But what I so admire and appreciate about my daughter is her love for the Word of God. Ever since she was a little girl learning the Word of God. And just recently, when I was in Croatia, she sent me the song, Whatever Your Plan Is, that we sang this morning. And the Lord used it to remind me that we're not done fishing for souls here, that his plan is to do great and marvelous things in Rome. And Jacqueline had a word burning in her heart. And so today, I'm honored that my daughter is going to bring and deliver the message of the word of God to us. Will you welcome my daughter, Jacqueline? Ciao tutti! Io sono felice di essere insieme a tutti voi! Good morning, everyone, and good morning online as well. I came expecting God to do something amazing today, and I hope that you did as well. Um, I want you to know from Colossians chapter number one, verse number nine, I have not stopped praying that God would give you complete knowledge of his will for your life. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. This morning, the title of this message is Called for Greater. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are called for greater things. Turn to the other neighbor and say, you are called for greater things. Amen. Our text comes from Isaiah chapter number 43, verse number 18 and 19. Do not remember the former things or ponder the things of the past. Listen carefully. I am about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will put a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Amen. My father, your pastor, beloved Rick Pasquale, he's going to help me get us started this morning. Will you watch this video? Not just a new year, a new decade. And you know, sometimes we look like the children of Israel, what has happened in the past, what our past has been. But I want you to know this is your moment to just look back for just a second. And then now let's look forward with great anticipation that God's about to do something amazing in our lives. You know, when we think about faith, 
and we think about how it moves things. Our faith in God moves mountains. And I want you to know this is going to be the greatest year of your life because as a church, as a family, we're going to make some advancements to tear down some things that the devil has put in our way and we're going to go forward and we're going to cross that Jordan. We're going to cross into the promises that God has for our lives personally and for our church. This is going to be the greatest year and I want you to prepare Get ready because God's about to do something amazing in all of our lives. So let's pray. Let's be diligent. Let's get into that word and let's see God do something incredible in this coming year and this coming decade. Amen. Jesus, thank you for your word. I thank you that it is living and active. And God, I thank you that you have given us hearts to understand and minds to conceive of the plans and the purposes that you have for us. God, touch every person within the sound of my voice. May they hear clearly from you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's revisit Isaiah chapter 43, this time from the message version. It says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert Be present. I am about to do something new. God's call on your life speaks to what lies ahead of you. It is not expired based on what is behind you. In other words, some of you may feel like you used to be called by God. Or God used you in the past. But the thing is, God's call continuously lies ahead of you. You may say, well, I'm very far off track from where I started. That was then. God called me when I was a child. He can't use me now. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've done. Let me tell you something. Your mistakes do not disqualify you from God's plan for your life. Your issues do not invalidate God's purposes for you. Let me tell you something else. The actions of other people, they do not cancel God's call on your life. The things that other people have done to you or are doing, they do not stop God's call on your life. Several years ago, I was driving to some friend's house. I was going to give them something. But I was, I was in farm country. There was not stoplights. There was not buildings. And before I knew it, I was lost. I was very lost. And I didn't know where I was. And I, I managed to call home. And I said, I'm lost. I don't know how to get there. But the thing was, is that I was lost. They also couldn't tell me how to get there. Right? And said, I'm sorry. I can't help you. Where are you? Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know either. You're going to have to go back to the last place where you knew where you were. And you're going to have to take the directions from there. Sometimes we have to go back in order to go forward. Sometimes in order to move forward, you have to actually confront the thing that's holding you back. But please don't hear what I'm not saying. For some of us, God has delivered us out of some stuff. 
I'm not saying we have to go back to that stuff. But maybe there's some hurt. Maybe there's some pain. Maybe there's some unforgiveness. Maybe there's a spiritual moment that we need to go back to in our hearts and remember the call of God on our life. Remember who God has called us to be. Maybe there's a person that you need to forgive. Or maybe there's a person from whom you need to ask forgiveness. We're going to talk about three people who had to go back in order to pursue and fulfill the call that God had on their lives. First of all, Moses. Moses. Some of us remember Moses, right? Moses was a baby born at a time when they were killing babies. And so his mother put him in a basket and sent him down the river, and he was raised by Pharaoh's daughter, right? And so we fast forward to Exodus chapter number 2, verse number 11. One day, after Moses had grown into adulthood, it happened that he went to his countrymen and looked with compassion at their hard labors. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his countrymen. He turned and looked around, and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Okay. Ultimately, God gave Moses compassion for his countrymen. And little did Moses know, God called him for greater things. Unfortunately, Moses took those things into his own hands and made some mistakes, right? And he fled. He fled from Egypt. Now, Moses ultimately ended up with his father-in-law, Jethro, raising sheep. I raise sheep, and it's very fun to be relaxed in the farm and get away from the busyness for a while, and Moses was doing that same thing. He was raising his father-in-law's sheep, and while he was raising his father-in-law's sheep, a bush was on fire burning, <laughs> uh, but it was not consumed with the fire. It was just a fire burning in a bush, and a voice from the Lord spoke to Moses from that bush, calling him to go back to Egypt. You see, Moses thought he fled because of shame and guilt, but your own mistakes do not disqualify you from God's plans and purposes for your life. Hurt that maybe you buried, sometimes we have to go back and pull that root up. Sometimes God allows us to go through some things so that a test can become a testimony. Amen. You see, God did call Moses to intervene for the people of Israel in Egypt, but it was going to be God's way, yeah. right? Sometimes we take matters into our own hands, but we have to do it God's way. I believe that God allowed Moses to experience what he did so that those seeds of compassion, those seeds of righteous indignation could grow in Moses. And we fast forward to Exodus chapter number three, verse number 19. It's called the mission of Moses. God said, the Israelite cry for help has come to me. And I've seen for myself how cruelly they're being treated by the Egyptians. It's time to go back. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, 
the people of Israel out of Egypt. You see, God's timing is not necessarily our timing, right? God's ways are bigger than our ways. His plans are bigger than our plans, right? And sometimes God calls us to a thing, but his timing is his timing, and we don't understand it. Moses was minding his own business, tending his father-in-law's sheep when God appeared to him in a burning bush. Sometimes God has a burning bush for you. He's going to let you know that he called you. And Moses, he submitted to his father-in-law. Verse, verse number 18 of Exodus chapter number 4 says, Then Moses went away and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said, Please let me go back, that I may return to my relatives in Egypt. And Jethro said to him, Moses, go in peace. You see, the call of God on our life is going to be confirmed by the spiritual authority that God has given to us. We are not alone. God has put spiritual authority, spiritual leaders in our lives. Sometimes it's parents, sometimes it's pastors, sometimes it's spiritual parents. And the call of God will be confirmed on your life. How do you know God is speaking to you? Because it will be confirmed and confirmed again. And when you submit... To that authority it's a beautiful thing and so once Moses got the blessing of his father-in-law God then said to Moses it's time to go back go back to Egypt for all the men seeking to seeking your life are dead so he took his family and returned to Egypt and he also took the staff of God some of you might remember that Moses was a little bit nervous. He's like, I can't speak. I'm tongue-tied. I need help. I cannot lead these people. After all, I'm a murderer. But God's call on Moses' life was not dependent on what Moses had done. God's call is timeless. And so his call and his plans and purposes for your life are also timeless. Because I serve the same God that Moses served. Right? If the things that Moses did did not disqualify him from the plans and the purposes that God had for Moses, guess what? The things that you have done do not disqualify you from the plans and the purposes that God has for your life. Aren't you thankful that God's plans cannot be canceled? God also gives us the equipment that we need for the call. You know, I told you all ago that Moses was a little bit nervous. He didn't feel like he could speak correctly. He felt like he had a past, and God gave him Aaron, his brother, to help him speak. But God also gave him a staff. And God showed Moses that he was going to provide for him. He performed miracles for Moses at the burning bush, you know, pick up this staff and then lay it down and it's going to become a snake. And then he picked it back up and it became a staff again to know so that Moses could know that God had called him and that he would not be alone. In the same way, God has called you and he's giving you the equipment that you need to fulfill the call on your life. It's not just our actions that sometimes make us question God's call. Sometimes it's the actions of other people. So that brings me to Paul in Acts chapter number 14. 
In Acts chapter 14, earlier, um, Yao was talking about Dorcas. Paul had just, um, by the power of God, raised Dorcas from the dead. But the people didn't like that. They drug Paul outside of the city and began to stone him and left him for dead. They thought he was dead. The people wanted to cancel the call on Paul's life. But the disciples gathered around Paul, and he went back to the city. Sometimes people in our lives, they try to interrupt God's plans for us. But I want you to know that the actions of other people do not cancel the call of God on your life. Sometimes there will be naysayers, and they will say, no, you cannot do that. Who do you think you are? But God's plan is timeless. God's call is perfect. And the, the actions of other people do not cancel the call of God on your life. Sometimes we're just tired. Sometimes we're discouraged. Sometimes we create reasons why we think God should be done with us. That brings me to Elijah. In 1 Kings chapter number 19, Elijah had just battled with the prophets of Baal, the altar was all wet, and fire rained down from heaven. The people knew that God was God. The drought ended. That's when the cloud the size of a man's hand rose, and the drought was canceled, and it began to rain. And Jezebel sent word that she wanted Elijah dead. Even though God had just performed amazing miracles through Elijah, he ran. And he hid. He was afraid for his life. And he laid down under a tree and he prayed that he might die. Now, I believe that Elijah truly thought that when he prayed that he would die, that God really would take his life. I, I believe that Elijah was saying, I'm done. I'm all done. Take me to heaven. I'm done. I don't want these people to kill me, so go ahead. Anytime now, Lord, go ahead. I'm done. We don't get to decide when God's done with us. Sometimes we're tired and sometimes we're discouraged. And God is patient with us. God was patient with Elijah. He brought him water and ravens and ministering spirits. And he will do that same thing for you. So if you're tired, if you're discouraged, God's plan for your life is not over because you think it's over. Everybody look at your neighbor and take a breath. God's not done with you. God's not done with you. If you just took a breath, that means you have life in your lungs, and God has plans and purposes for your life. If you think that you're discouraged and you're therefore done, you're wrong. God still has a plan for you. If you think other people tried to interrupt the plan that God has for you, he's not done. He still has a plan for you. If you think your mistakes invalidated God's call on your life, you're wrong. He still has a plan for you. Come on, Jesse. We're getting close to the end here. My father told me only one way how to end a service, and that's with an altar call. And so in a moment, you're going to have an opportunity to respond to what God is speaking to you. And I've asked Jesse to play this song for you one more time. If your heart is open to hearing from God, if you're interested in the plans and the purposes that God has for you, 
Maybe you're like Moses and you feel like you're disqualified because of mistakes that you made in the past. Maybe you're like Paul and other people tried to interrupt the plans that God had for your life. Maybe you're like Elijah and you just need a fresh encounter. Whatever the reason is that you need God to remind you of the call and the plans and the purposes that he has for you, I want you to come up here and I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you once again. Well, I'm going to pray for you and Jesse's going to sing. But I want you to really seek the Lord and say, Lord, I, I'm, whatever it is, God, I want to do it. I, maybe I don't know what it is. Or maybe you do know what it is and you need the courage to walk it out. I know that the same God that continued to accomplish his plans in Moses and continued to accomplish his plans in Paul is going to continue to accomplish his plans in you. Yes. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, will you please stand to your feet? Jesus, I thank you that your word is true. And I thank you that it's timeless. And I thank you that we cannot cancel your call on our lives. And God, I thank you for every person in this room, for every person in the sound of my voice. God, I thank you that even now, God, you are reconfirming the call on their life. So if that's you and you say, Jacqueline, I, I've made some mistakes. You don't know what I've done. God can't possibly use me. I want you to just go ahead and come on forward. Nobody's watching you. Just go ahead and come on forward. Maybe you're like Paul and you feel like, Jacqueline, some people, are they're, they're just coming against me and I just, I can't do it anymore. They're trying to take me out. I want you to come on forward. Maybe you're like Elijah and you're just discouraged. You're tired. You need a fresh encounter. You need to go ahead and come on forward. So I'm going to keep on asking you to come, and Jesse's going to sing. And if that's you, you go ahead and come on forward. I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit will just stir in you that call on your life, that you will be able to hear from him the plans and the purposes that he has for you. Wow. I'll tell you what. The presence of the Lord is so real to change your life. So today, I want to invite you to pray with me. Maybe you would say, Pastor Jen, the ministry of the word and the scripture today really challenged me to draw closer to Jesus. So right now, I want to invite you to say to the Lord, I want to give you all of my heart. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me. And then I want you to send me an email later and let me know I'm making some new decisions to go deeper with Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it, dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now, come into my heart, change my life, help me to walk closer to you, Jesus, than ever before. I trust you and I receive your love and I receive your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. That is the best prayer you have ever prayed. And you know why I know? Because the Bible says, choose you today who you will serve. So every day you have to wake up and decide, Lord, I'm going to trust you in this day, in this circumstance. I also know that there are so many who have big needs. They have big prayer requests before God. 
So I'm praying with you right now, wherever you are, that the Lord would surround you, that in this very moment, God, I pray that the Holy Spirit of God would come and descend in that room of listening, in that living room, in that dining room, in that car, God, wherever someone is listening right now, and that their faith would jump alive, that they would hear you saying, I'm not done. I'm still working on it, says the Lord. I've got a miracle in motion for you. So I want you to believe with the Lord. I want you to walk in victory. And I want you to know that the Lord is with you. And Father, we thank you for the miracle testimonies that are in the making that we're going to hear in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I also want to thank you for being a part of our online campus. I thank you for your online giving. I thank you for the way you're investing in the way we invest in people's lives. It's not just for today. It's for eternity. And so I want you to say to the Lord, God, how can I do more for the kingdom of God right where I am, whether I'm online or on campus? There are so many wonderful activities. You need to check out the website. You need to click for registrations. There's going to be so many wonderful things that we have to offer this summer. You may go on vacation, but we don't take a vacation from Jesus. Remember, Jesus is with you wherever you go, and we must stay connected. So take advantage of online ministry and online giving to stay connected to what God is doing in you and through you with the body of Christ here at the International Christian Fellowship of Rome. I love you, and I know this is going to be a fantastic week.